0: And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex and my name's Paul. And if you're looking forward to the Jake Bowers Revenge Tour in Cleveland, then you're in the right spot. Let's get into it. How are you doing today Alex? I am doing great, man.
1: I uh I've barely been talking to you the last uh couple days. We've been busy and I know you're you're back in the land, so I feel uh
0: I'm pumped to hang out with you here and yeah. talk about the tribe. I was able to come back, surprise some family and uh be home on on some leave for a little bit. Um but yeah it feels good to be back especially when the tribe's gonna be playing in Cleveland the next couple days. Hell yeah. Are you gonna get to go at all? Uh, maybe I, I know we got some, I have some family stuff planned for tomorrow. And then, uh, Sunday, um, I think that we have some stuff going on as well, but maybe, uh, we'll see maybe I'll be able to go.
1: There's still something just about being home, watching the tribe, knowing that they're 30, 45 minutes away. That still just gets the cojones really warmed up, you know?
0: Yeah. 100%. I was able to watch it, uh, watch the games on uh Monday and Tuesday. Um, here at home so that was exciting or Tuesday I don't Wednesday, know what I'm sorry gonna,
1: I'm gonna watch a lot of baseball this weekend Taylor is also going back to Ohio for the weekend here and so um was gonna hang out with my best friend uh but let's see you also are there so I'm yep. just sad boy hours man gonna so me watch and Taylor
0: all- just gonna hang out
1: yeah exactly so uh yeah I'm sad boy lonely boy hours and I, yeah watch a lot of baseball and just feel sorry for myself
0: now I'll,
1: I'll, I'll manage but uh but yeah I uh, I guess we'll get right into it Paul the the tribe you know I guess we'll spoil it even though people probably know we split the series with the Cardinals which we can't complain about at all yeah the Cardinals uh, which, the know, Cardinals
0: are a damn good team the whole NL Central is full of damn good teams so to be able to split with the Cardinals I mean you can't really complain about it too much. Especially with the no. way we won on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly.
1: And really the topic of today is just after, you know, what feels like just a ton of days off, or it seems like every other day, right? It's like, oh, it's a day off here and there with some, some rain outs and off days. Uh, we're going to play 30 games in 31 days, Paul. <laughs> yep. so
0: Get your honeymoon is it's time to go to work.
1: Yeah, honeymoon is over. And really the topic is... Not only just that marathon there, but what teams we're playing and how important this stretch is, because we've always talked about they are a second half team fundamentally. Uh, seems like every year, right? Just even the years where we pop the fuck off and end up with ninety plus wins, feels like we're a couple games above five hundred. Sometimes even right at or a game under, and then we play like twenty games over five hundred for you know the second half. That's just where we are. So feel pretty good being five games above 500 coming into this stretch where it's going to be a marathon, but we have Seattle for three who have really fallen off and come down to earth even more um, than when we saw them in May. Then we get Baltimore again for three, and I swear, sorry, four, and I swear to God. Then we have Pittsburgh for three, the other worst team in baseball. We're going to get the Cubs who are red hot for two, get that one off day. Then Minnesota for four, Detroit for three. Houston for four, Tampa for three, and Kansas City for four before the all star game. So that was a lot there and it starts getting to be some spicy meatballs, but really this next, you know, Seattle, Baltimore for four, Pittsburgh for three, we need to pop the fuck off. We need to I really
0: I really don't want to have to bring back the four one oh baseball podcast. But I swear Um. to God we will. If anybody's
1: listening on the Indians, you know, thank you. First and foremost, again, you can come on whenever you're welcome. (laughs) But I swear to God, don't push me to the edge. But yeah, we got seven. So we got these 10 games between Seattle, Baltimore and Pittsburgh. The first, you know, Seattle and Baltimore at home. And then you got Pittsburgh away. You need to win seven of these games minimum, minimum. And if you can pop off for more, great, because the Cubs are hot. Minnesota, they've seen us a lot, so even though they're a dumpster fire, they always put up a fight. Anytime and then you, get you play for a, three. Uh,
0: anytime you play a division rival, it, it's always a coin flip on who can take that game with any sport, yeah. right? Because not only do you see these guys often, you know their game plan, but at the same, there's there's an extra little fuel behind the fire to to win those games to either gain some ground ground in the division or just Go ahead and beat up on a team that you don't like.
1: Yeah, and the fam- the familiarity, you know, even the aces and stuff, teams that aren't that great, they've seen our pitching a lot, right? So you don't get to come in and just just you know blow them away or surprise them. There are no surprises. We see each other what nineteen times a year, yep. and we've been doing it for years. So um, it's like you know your favorite cousin. At, uh, at a family event. In this case, inner division, you division know, your least favorite cousin, but they come to every fucking thing. That's neither here nor there. So the big thing here is Marathon, but especially the front end then when you, know, you get Detroit snuck in there a couple weeks from now, but then you get Houston for four at home and Tampa Bay for three. Uh, both of those are World Series contenders. And then you get KC for four, which is again the same story where they've kind of been a little bit of a roller coaster, but the familiarity of it um so you need to stack some games now yeah. and then if win you just play games, 500 ball
0: win the games that you're supposed to and be competitive in the games that you're supposed to be competitive in and uh sneak out of here with with uh a winning record going in plus 500 into the all-star break
1: yeah you know we're at plus five now if you can get to the all-star break plus eight ish you know tack onto that a little bit but all things considered although there'd be a lot of anger in between even plus five at the all-star break you're not going to hear me complain and not with the roster that we have um yeah. right now not having please if, zach
0: robo if in march or april you would have told me that the Cleveland Indians would be plus five right now where we're at i would i would call you a liar to your face yeah I think we
1: all, and then, you know, add in Robo and Plesak and all that, and basically no four or five starter. And mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just gets, it gets something. So they need to capitalize. We need to pop off when the next three series, maybe get a sweep in there. Um, and, and just go off so but game one Paul was Bieber versus Carlos Martinez so our ace is going out there we're looking for some redemption on Tuesday night they had the off night, or the off day on Monday and on Sunday they obviously got absolutely humiliated by Baltimore in that 18 to 5 blowout um, so we're looking to hopefully get the first of the two game set here against the scuffling Cardinals. They came in on Tuesday on a five game losing streak. But again, we knew they had shooters in the streets. This is a good team. And you know, that, that basically means nothing. So quick scoring summary, top of the first Cesar Hernandez takes a lead off walk. That's followed by an Ahmed Rosario triple. He is such a speedy boy, Paul. He's so speedy. That scores Cesar. Indians go up 1-0 early. It only took him two batters. Then with one out, Jose grounds out to first base. That scores Ahmed from third. Just like that, (laughs) Indians are up 2-0 with one out in the first. So love to start the games like that. We know what it's like when we score first. We talk about it all the time. It's probably true for a lot of teams, but especially the Indians. Top of the third, Cesar hits a leadoff single. That's followed by a wild pitch by Carlos Martinez, and that advances Cesar to second. Ahmed Rosario then singles. Let's go, Ahmed. Have a series. That advances Cesar to third. And then, no outs, runners on first and third. Again, doesn't matter where they're at, because Jose hits a fucking three-run bomb to right field. Again, we use bomb a lot. This was a bomb bomb. Into I think he might have hit the second deck or what would be the equivalent in right field. He was
0: cooking. That yeah. thing was smoke. And then on top of that, going up five nothing. Uh, and then now a, a stat popped up: Shane Bieber has won twenty five straight games when the tribe gives him four plus runs. So he's pretty much unbeatable if you give him four runs, which and is that's crazy. An ace.
1: Him yeah. hey and Savali, right? We know those stats where it's like you just give them a little something, and that shows the quality, consistency, and just professional outings that they give you
0: and a chance to win. So, and by the stats, you're once you once you score some runs, your pitcher goes out there, and you you hear the term like loosen up, but at the same time, they they play with a little bit more like okay, now we got to keep it. Now I got to keep keep getting outs. So now I got to keep keep this train rolling. So they, they loosen yeah. up because they, they have some wiggle room, but at the same time, now they're they're able to throw what they want to throw and not have to throw perfectly.
1: Yeah. So and, and that goes a, a long way. It's you know, you can't quantify it, but it's that human element and it makes complete sense. So, you know, it's top of the third. There are no outs. Um, and we're up five nothing, so this is this is a good start. Lot of let's fucking goes from the couch on Tuesday night in uh, in my household. In case you were wondering, all from me. Uh, bottom of the fourth, Tyler O'Neal walks with two outs. That's followed by a Matt Carpenter hit by pitch. Edmundo Sosa, bitches love Sosa. Uh, then singles that scores O'Neal from second. Cardinals get on the board, Paul, but they're still trailing five one. Top of the sixth, Austin Hedges walks followed by a Bradley Zimmer hit by pitch. Shane Bieber, speedy boy, hits into a ground out. Should have been a double play, but he just books
0: it, it down the, the line. And it was funny, in, like, in an interview after the game, he said he wants to see the feet per second and compare it to, to Robo and to Hedges oh no. talking shit oh to his no. catchers, which is hilarious because they're both notoriously slow. Yeah, um, Robo but- is
1: basically <laughs> a dinosaur. He looked like uh, fucking Larry from VeggieTales, booking <laughs> it down the line. Little string bean just...
0: <laughs> but, but you like to see Bieber kind of poke fun at uh, Robo and Hedges and, and get out there and honestly keep your team in the game. Go ahead and give yourself some insurance shit.
1: It's kind of terrifying because pitchers should not bat. It's really fucking stupid and dumb that we didn't continue it. And after the CBA... Uh, this winter they won't anymore because it's crazy. You pay all that money for your aces to do something they're not supposed to do. We pay them to throw baseballs, but it was—it's always interesting, right? Especially as an American League team, uh, to, when when we get to see this, it's—he <laughs> I mean, was—he was cooking. Just objectively, yeah. okay, you know, against other people that do it, no, but relatively, I mean, he was yeah. moving for a pitcher. It was—it yeah. was fun to see, and he's all smiles. He loves I'll, I'll it. go
0: ahead and I'll go ahead and give it to you. Go ahead and say what you want to say. You're not gonna say it. Oh, pitchers are athletes. <laughs> Listen with with
1: some of the dumb shit that our pitchers. Yeah, I would. You you <laughs> lost me there. I'm sorry. It was the dumb shit our pitchers have done lately, they don't make it easy. This one though, pitchers are athletes. <laughs> um, so anyway, well, going back real fast. So Hedges walks. Zimmer hit by pitch. Should have been a double play, but Beaver uh, hustles it out. So now we got one out. Runners on first and third. Cesar then hits a sack fly to left field that scores hedges. Indians extend their lead 6-1, Paul. And they're not nothing else happens to this one until the top of the ninth. That's right. Put your foot on their throat and stomp down. The game is not over. Ahmed Rosario gets a leadoff single to right field. Jose then decides to double to right field because it's just a decision of course, but doubles are fun. okay now we got runners on second and third no outs. Eddie Rosario singles to center field. He's like let me get some of them ribeyes, baby. <laughs> he scores Ahmed and Jose. Indians extend their <laughs> lead took you a second. Uh, Indians extend their lead eight to one. Bobby Bradley then grounds out to second base that uh, Eddie's out at second on that play. Bobby's safe at first. really just want you to know. Uh, that replaced runner there at first. So this makes sense. Uh, Naylor then doubles with one out to center field. Now we got runners on second and third. And then with two outs, looks like we weren't going to do anything else, even though we're up 8-1 in the top of the ninth. Still like to just keep the gas pedal down. Zimmer singles to center field, his first hit of the night. That scores Bobby Bradley and Naylor. Indians extend their lead 10-1. This is a blowout. It does not change. We take the series opener, Paul. Quick thing. Indians, 10 runs, 15 hits, baby. No errors, so clean baseball.
0: Cardinals, one run, six hits, no errors. Let's go. I will say again in this one, I say it every time, still 12 strikeouts, though, to three walks. We were we hit the ball a lot more this game, right? Like you were saying, 15 hits, but still, 10, 12, or what did I say, 12 strikeouts? Yeah, 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 it's kind of like it's all or nothing here, but again, um, those 15, everyone besides everyone besides uh, Eddie and uh, Bradley Zimmer got hits in this game. Eddie had three
1: Bieber Er, and a bunch of pitch hitters. So really, you're starting eight, right? Uh, Everybody but Bradley. Yeah. So yeah. and, and you one through four. Yeah, ten hits. You're one through four. Get ten of the hits, seven of the runs, and eight of the RBIs. That is mm-hmm. how you win ball games, folks.
0: And I, I do want to say something about we, we've talked about the Jake Bowers thing last episode. But mm-hmm. the the more that I think about it, talking about Bobby Bradley, um I think that their thought process is okay, Bobby Bradley, like we've said, is pretty much our future. He's like the future of the Cleveland Indians, except that's what we're looking at, him to be. Yeah, we hope and we think yeah. and we earmark
1: him as the yeah. long-term solution at first base with Santana having moved on and then just a lot of people playing exactly. a lot of positions right.
0: trying to put him, but so, he's kind of
1: earmarked as the ideal first so baseman with, for the future.
0: So with everyone thinking that, Jake Bowers is what is a natural first baseman. Josh Naylor's not right. So I think that them DFAing Jake Bowers is them telling Bobby Bradley, look, the position's yours, dude. Don't fuck this up. Go out there and get what's yours and kind of to motivate him and push him a little bit. So, like, once I once I saw that, I kind of see their thought process a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. Like we said, we like Jake Bauer's defense, but obviously he wasn't performing offensively. And we wish nothing but the best in Seattle, just not against us. Yeah.
1: Although we both agree he's going to hit at least two bombs and probably go like eight for 10 in the series. So uh, um, I, I, I do
0: expect him to do well, obviously, in a ballpark that he's familiar in that he's played in for the past two years. But uh, yeah, I keep
1: forgetting that we are in Cleveland. Even though we've talked yep. about it. I don't know in my mind, I think. but yeah. So
0: he's in a ballpark that he knows. So I expect him to be comfortable and to, to play well, even though he's in a different uniform. Yeah. So
1: tying it all back, though, I don't think we had mentioned it yet. Bobby was in the five hole, especially after he popped off in the Orioles series those last two games. Uh, but he goes 0 for 5 in this one, only starting 8, again, with the pitcher batting. Uh, that didn't get a hit. 0 for 5 with one strikeout. I will say, though, if you're going to go 0 for 5, Paul, only one strikeout there. He's still hitting the ball. He's still seeing the ball. You know, We'd like him not to go 0 for 5, but at least
0: it's not. That that happens. That's baseball. Sometimes you're just not going to find grass. We'd we'd be having a different conversation right now if it was 0 for 5 with four strikeouts. But only having one strikeout, that, that means you're seeing the ball. That means you're putting Pat on ball. And at the end of the day, that's all you can do. Things will
1: happen if you do that. Um and, and I'll tie this together a little bit is, you know, the next game, Jose goes over. But in this game, in game one, though, he pops the fuck off three yeah. for five with a double that three run bomb. He gets two runs and four RBIs in this one. So doing it all. He did have a cot stealing that I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you saw this. I was surprised it got overturned. I saw it from every angle. He may or may not have been out, but the call in the field was safe and from every every angle that i saw over and over and over this is one of those ones where there's nothing definitive coin flip you know you just can't really tell whether he was out or not i was very surprised it was overturned yeah Um, tuesday i only caught the tail
0: end of the game on tuesday so i didn't see it but uh i do know what you're talking about and i saw the highlight of it and i was very surprised at the highlights uh like i went into it thinking that he was out so i kind of saw it as being out but But he was was called safe, you know what I mean,
1: to overturn it. But it might have been the right call. Um, But that's the only thing that didn't go right for him in that game. Uh, He just absolutely was cooking. But I want to talk about Bieber really fast. He gives you six innings, five hits, two walks, one earned run, five strikeouts in the dub. And I will say, great outing by him against a potent Cardinals lineup. And I'll say... Both both walks that he gave up, there was a hit-by-pitch and one of the hits. Okay, so both walks, a hit-by-pitch, and one of the hits all came in the fourth inning with two outs. That was the only time—I mean, that's still a great line, don't get me wrong— but that's the only time he really had to work, Paul. I mean, he was cooking, and I watched this all happen in real time, and it's one of those things where you see the eye, you know, eye test versus what you can read, and you got to watch the games— is that third out was brutal. He got two pretty quick outs, and then it yeah. was just some, like, it's it's baseball, but it was kind of shit luck where you just kind of like, dude, I can't win. Like, to get this I mean, third out, dude.
0: We'll talk about the same thing in the next game with Mejia in that first inning, but sometimes yeah. and, it is like kinda, that. Sometimes it do that third like out always the hardest. And, I mean, I've talked about before, the, the two-out rally is a thing for a reason. Mm-hmm. People start shortening up those swings, just try putting – The ball in play instead of trying to make something ridiculous happen and once you start just trying to put the ball in play or uh getting a free bag or something like that good things happen because you start playing station to station small ball baseball
1: yeah, and he kept getting deep in the counts. It seemed like he had two strikes on every one of the batters. You know, the, I think there were two strikes, and it was a deep count with the hit-by-pitch. I could be wrong on that one. But I know with the walks, they were deep ones where it's like, motherfucker. And one of them was just, I, I specifically remember, this is baseball, just a blown call in there without a strike three. Um, not before it got to a full count. Uh, I'm sorry, it was prior to ever getting to a full count, but I'm talking, I can't remember the exact batter, but I just remember, I was like, that's it. Like, I mean, just a blown call. The the ump in this one forgot where the top of the zone was. He didn't realize like top zone exists and it was very frustrating. And then he wasn't calling the bottom at all. You figure if you're not going to give me the top, give me a little more on the bottom. Not, I fuck that ump, TBH, but that that's baseball. Uh, I just wanted to point out, even though that's a great line on its own, Um, you know, the only time that he ever sweat and it was just some bad luck coin flip baseball was, was the fourth and really it never got that ugly. So, yeah.
0: And a Bieber's already is for a reason. I mean, he comes out and (laughs) does what an ace is supposed to do and gives your team a chance to win on both sides of the ball in this one. And then the offense
1: actually doing something as well. This felt like a good mental reset after starting our Mm -hmm. Orioles podcast journey, but it kind of got, you know, gets you Stockholm syndrome. You just go right back, give them, give me a little something. Uh, But this one, they actually did. And the bullpen, I'll just say, this is, if you're going to, if you're going to draw it up, right, how's it going to go? Your ace comes out, gives you six innings, right? He's our ace. Let's go. Uh, his ERA is two nine six on the year now. He's seven and three. Paul, let's go. And then you hand it off to Shaw for the seventh. He gives you a perfect inning. Okay. Then you hand it off to Classy in the eighth. Okay. He gives you one walk and a hit there. He plays with his dinner a little bit, and then he strikes out uh, three batters. Yeah, but that, that's no that's, harm, no foul.
0: That's his calling card this season. He's like, I'll give up a hit and a walk. Who gives a fuck? I'll just still strike it yeah, out with this one hundred and two mile per hour cutter.
1: He likes to mix his veggies and his like protein on his plate a little bit, and his mom mm-hmm. probably had to yell at him. But then he, yeah. you know, you turn around to like put your dishes in the sink, and he ate his whole dinner. So there's the eighth, and then in the ninth, um, obviously not a save opportunity at all. Uh, but Sandlin here, so a little bit different, but he gives you a perfect inning with two strikeouts, and he was shoving. He yeah. shoved.
0: We're, we're nine back. Pitches, we're back to not having strikes. a true closer anymore, and we're just kind of throwing people in when. We think that they're gonna be matching up good or well against the uh the upcoming lineup. And maybe yeah. that's what maybe well, that's what the tribe needs to do, not not have a definite closer, not but just kind of play that matchup game that people have been playing.
1: Well, it wasn't a safe situation. I mean yeah. we're up by nine. But I get I get what you're saying. It's right place, right time, but on paper, you know, if it was a closer game, this is kind of what you want. Get six, then Shaw Class A, and probably Karen check if it's a save situation, but they got it done. So the bullpen gives you three innings of one hit, one walk, and six strikeout baseball. That's real good, folks. Yep. That is uh real, real good. And it's why we're five games above five hundred uh sitting here today. But game two, Paul. We look to get some magic. Uh this is Mejia's second start versus Adam Wainwright, the six seven, the definition of Daddy Long Legs. The only person that's more daddy long legs possibly that we saw in this series is Andrew Miller, which we wish him the best. We basically broke him for a few years, but he was able to put his body back together after about a year and a half or so of, of you know, again, we broke him in Kluber in that world series run. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it, Adam Wainwright been around a long time. He is a dude. Um, I believe he's 40 years old. He's one of the top five oldest active players, I think in the majors I, right now. So I
0: saw a, I saw a stat during that game that So Yadier Molina, one of the best catches we'll ever see, and Wainwright have thrown; they have thrown together, and I think it was two hundred and sixty-two games. Holy shit! Those two together, which is third all time. But everyone else, like on the top five list, was back when teams—they were the only ones on that on that list in the five-man rotation era. Everyone else was like back in the three or four men rotation era, back in like oh, the sixties yeah, and
1: seventies. Yeah. So so really that you is, take it in context and it's nuts.
0: Yeah, they and Yadier Molina is he he's the best catcher of this generation, um, for a reason. And Adam Rainwright, I mean, the dude's been a dude for a long time.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm with you 262
0: games together that's nuts yeah
1: that's 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 absolutely nuts so Indians coming to this one we're feeling pretty damn good I know as a fan we are right we're like oh shit maybe we will sweep this we'll see uh we got some redemption in the blowout everything was working the night before um quick it it doesn't end up happening but that's baseball and no one's going to complain uh quick scoring summary top of the first It looks good to start, Paul. Uh, Again, a lot of let's fucking goes from uh, my couch on Wednesday night as well. Top of the first, Cesar hits a leadoff double to get the game started to right field. Ahmed Rosario then follows that up with an infield single to the second baseman, Matt Carpenter. So a little rally time. Jose lines out to right field. Now there's one out, but that advances Cesar to third on the play. Um, Eddie Rosario then doubles to right field. That scores Cesar. That advances Ahmed to third, so Indians strike first again. Second game in a row, we get an early 1-0 lead. We got runners on second and third with one out. Harold Ramirez then hits a sack fly to center field. That scores Ahmed. Indians extend their lead 2 nothing. so feeling really good, you know. And then baseball kind of happens, right? Bottom of the first, Tommy Edmund doubles uh, to start the Cardinals. Uh, you know, offensive pursuit here to center field. Uh, then with two outs, Nolan Arenado walks. That's followed by a Tyler O'Neill infield single that was basically the equivalent of a bunt that wasn't meant to be a bunt, just too soft, too far down the left field. I mean, perfectly kind of in between the uh, pitchers' yeah, mound. Yeah, we, and we third call those power bunts. League. Yeah, I mean, basically, it, it just, that's baseball uh what could have coulda shoulda woulda right nobody did anything wrong just shit luck uh you know hope to be the third out after uh, this was a deep count i'm pulling from memory but i think he had you know a uh, full count and that that was probably 7 plus pitch at bat that that happens bases are now loaded I will and then say, Yadier,
0: i will say tyler O'Neill looks like a legit bodybuilder in a baseball uniform the yeah he is, is a
1: thick boy
0: he is a man Tyler O'Neal is a scary dude. I would not want to see him in an alleyway.
1: Yeah, no. I I noticed it too. That's how you know somebody's big when you're not told to look for something. Obviously, the jerseys are uh, short sleeves. And those jerseys are meant to flap a little bit. His jersey in the bicep area doesn't fucking flap. And it's not because it was too small. It's because he is a big old boy. He is. He's big. So now the bases are loaded. Still have two outs. Um, after you know the leadoff double, two outs, and then you know get into some trouble here. Yadier Molina then takes a ten pitch at bat and turns it into a walk. That walks a run in. Cardinals still trail two to one.
0: That's uh, where that it, veteran. It does, that's where that veteran presence comes in. And as first, soon as he yeah, as soon as he takes that walk, you see him go over to look over at the dugout, start hyping people up um starts chirping a little bit and i mean like i said he's one of the best for a reason not only in i mean offensively he's he performs but he he knows that strike zone as well as anyone else being behind that plate
1: yeah he and it wasn't a fluke um walk you know or just a little luck all over the place he took some brutal pitches um, not brutal, but you know what I mean? He, it was he a major league hall of famer at bat and he he's just a dog. Yeah, he, he did. This was again, 10 pitches and he earned it. So yeah, Paul hall, hall of famer. Uh, he just has to retire for that to happen. So Cardinals still trail two to one, but bases are still loaded. Paul two outs, another deep count full. I believe it was a full count again. Matt Carpenter hits a bases clearing double down the right field line. Um, Just a cue shot. That clears the bases. And he actually goes to third on an errant throw back into the infield from Harold Ramirez. Uh, So now the Cardinals are up 4-2. Fuck, you know, is what everybody's thinking. It happens. And it's just like this, you know, Mejia threw, I think, 38 pitches in this one. And he gets pulled after that. And Maton comes in and gets out of it. But it's just like it was right there all along, hanging in a, th- uh, you know, on by a thread. And it's just like that's baseball. But it's just like oh,
0: yeah. the coin flips
1: and just they, came up tails
0: over Tito and over. Was, Tito was saying that he pitched them. It was going to be sixty-five. The like from the start, he was only going to throw. He said he was going to throw around sixty-five pitches, depending on like how how his workload is throughout the innings, right? But thirty mm. thirty eight pitches and one and two thirds of an inning. Yeah. I mean, especially with a guy who's not a true starter who's coming in from the bullpen to kind of fill some slots when we have police sack out and are missing some guys in our rotation. So um mm. like you said, that's baseball. I mean he threw a lot of strikes. It's just that he wasn't getting the best of the best of the baseball gods today.
1: Yeah. And we can go into that a little bit more too, um, kind of going back over his line here in a second, um, because it, it it looks worse than it is. So we'll break it down. Uh, bottom of the second, uh, so Cardinals are up four two. Bottom of the second, then they come back out uh, with one out. Nolan Arenado hits a ground rule double down the left field line. Tyler O'Neill uh, then hits an absolute bomb. Again, he is a big boy
0: he is uh, at a left center it. field. And the thing is yeah, like he's, just watching his swing, you can tell he just muscled the ball. Like it wasn't like a oh wow, he got he got a hold of that one. He it's like he pushed that ball out.
1: Yeah, he is a big old boy. Um so that now they're up six two. Not what we wanted. Um, nothing happens then for another five innings, bottom of the second. So it still felt like you're in the game, right? You're down by four. Something could happen. But bottom of the seventh, Paul Goldschmidt hits a leadoff solo shot to right field. Uh, Cardinals now up 7-2. And then uh, next bat, uh, batter, I believe, strikes out. And then Tyler O'Neill again, big old strong boy, hits his second home run of the game, a solo shot, this one, to center field. Cardinals then extend their lead again. Now it's 8-2. And it stays that way. Uh, We dropped the series finale. We split the series in hindsight, or, you know, when you really step back, can't really complain. But um, after an incredible first showing on both sides of the ball, um, this one was more disappointing, especially with some of that magic, you know, in the first inning that always gets you riled up because it's like, oh man, when we score first or actually do something, it feels like, all right, it's one of those days. It's kind of, we do nothing or we do everything.
0: But what's crazy Paul, is we 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 sh- we only struck out seven times in this one. With only mm-hmm. three people getting hits in this game. We only struck out seven times. So it was it was one of those games where you just couldn't find any grass. You couldn't catch a break. We we were putting bad on Paul, but uh just couldn't couldn't catch a break out there.
1: Yeah. So, final line, St. Louis, eight runs on ten hits, no errors. Tribe, two runs on three hits and one error. So, uh, pathetic showing after, you know, that first inning there, Uh, and we'll get into it. But, um, yeah, they, seven strikeouts, no walks. Um, That's better, right, on the overall strikeouts, but also pathetic. Uh, no walks to seven strikeouts with three hits from an entire baseball team we didn't just decide to field half the team uh that you know our whole team played of course so that is pathetic um and only Cesar Ahmed and Eddie had a hit in this game they you know one apiece so just kind of rolled over after that first inning with all that energy and maybe it's just from a fan's perspective but not what you wanted to see after popping off you know 10-1 uh dub the day before
0: yeah and again like that that's baseball you're not going to be able to get 15 hits every night and some nights you're going to have three hits um but you 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 want to see them kind of kind of bounce back like we said at the top of the episode over this this next like 10 game stretch where we're playing some weaker teams um, and hopefully yeah. get those bats hot and hopefully get some some of that confidence back and play with a little bit of swagger. Can I talk a little bit about pitching in this one real fast? Because I
1: typed up some decent stuff here that I want to get into. Go for it. All right, so we talked about Mejia. Uh, final line there, two-thirds of an inning, three hits, four earned runs, two walks, a strikeout and an L. But again, you know, That leadoff double, he gets two pretty quick outs, gets in some trouble, gets some tough calls at the plate. Every single single one of those, he had two strikes on. So it's one of those ones where you got to see the eye test of, does that line suck? Yeah. Does it look bad on paper? Yeah. And it kind of was. But when, again, the eye test, this wasn't Henches or, um, you know, back when we used to let Logan Allen fuck around and pretend he was a major leaguer. You know, it wasn't one of those. This was just the coin flip kept coming up tails. He was still throwing a lot of strikes. 38 pitches, Paul, 24 strikes. He yeah. He just couldn't get that third one. And I really believe he would have found a way. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, complete speculation. But, you know, I think he would have given us three innings probably. It just... That burn him out. The stuff looked good. He had control. It wasn't like a, a, an implosion. And it kind of looks like it on paper. But that's not really what happened. Um, just some bad luck and couldn't get it across. But then, you know, mayton comes in. Um, and I like to call him Harvey Dent. And I'll explain that a little bit uh, in a second. In this one, he gives us two and a third. Two hits. Two um, Two earned runs no walks, and six strikeouts. So, yeah, you heard that right. Two and a third, six strikeouts. Holy shit. Um, those two runs came from, um, you know, the hit, and then Tyler O'Neill hitting that two-run bomb after, uh, I can't remember who hit that, uh, I think it was the double, right? Uh, Matt Carpenter, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Nolan Arenado hit that ground rule double, and then, you know, Tyler O'Neill hits that two-run bomb. So, Uh, that those that was that so all in all a pretty good showing not the runs but I call him Harvey Dent because I've been brewing this theory in my head and then whenever I can back it up with data you know I'm gonna um so it's which side of the face of Harvey Dent are we gonna be on any given day with Phil Maton and I've alluded to that before is it gonna be you know the ugly burn-up side in the hospital bed with the Joker or is it the pretty boy you know district attorney you know guy on the other side in this one I don't know, a little bit of both sides because, yeah, two innings and, you know, the two-run bomb. Six strikeouts. Uh, He got seven outs, folks. Six of them were strikeouts. That's nuts. But here's my working theory of what, you know, who's it going to be that day? Harvey Dent. I'm going to go in order. This starts with May 1st, and I won't give all the dates, but every time I talk, it's going to be a new outing. And he's kind of an every other pitcher in my mind, outing, and uh, the data backs it up, which I love. So. Uh, May 1st, I'll give the date on this one. He goes an inning and a third, gives up two earned runs. Three days later, he comes out, an inning and a third, one earned run. Then the next outing three days later, an inning, perfect baseball. And then guess what? It's coin flip time. A week later, he pitches. He gives us a third of an inning, two earned runs. Then two days later, inning and a third, perfect baseball. Five days later, third of an inning, four earned runs. Paul, do you want to guess what happens Two days later when he pitches, perfect baseball in an inning pitched. Then the next one on my birthday, right? The 28th, five days later. Guess what t- <laughs> It's the ugly side of Harvey Dent's face. Inning in a third, two earned runs. And then two days later, perfect baseball. Eh, he had a walk. May 31st, perfect inning other than a hit there. You know, no earned runs. And then, uh, so we went on a little streak here where three appearances across like a weekish, four innings. One hit, one walk, no earned runs, let's go. And then this one, two and a third, two earned runs. So I I just say that I know that was a lot of numbers, but it kind of is, you know, I, I've said it in the past, i made little, you know, offhand comments, which Maton are we going to get today? You know, Pretty Boy, Harvey Dent, or the, holy shit, half your face got blown off and I can see your eye socket, Phil Maton.
0: and. Yeah. I mean I, six I strikeouts know. by relievers. The most uh, uh, most since Carlos Carlos Carrasco had eight against the White Sox uh back in sixteen. So uh or eighteen again or yeah, sorry, eighteen, sorry. Um but there man, was a four hundred
1: and fifty one foot bomb by Tyler O'Neill in there.
0: But yeah, a man's gonna do what a man's gonna do.
1: Yeah, he is. He is a big motherfucker. So I I know that was a lot of data there, but this one was an interesting game. This is what makes baseball so interesting, right? Where the stats are something, and then you really kind of look and, you know, the eye test. And basically what happened is we rolled over on offense. Um, That first inning was all that we basically had. And then we just sucked a bunch for the next eight innings. Um, Pathetic showing offensively. Again, coin flip came up tails all around, um, you know, on the pitching side. So, six of the earned runs came in the first three innings between Mejia's four and Maton's uh, two run shot he gave up to Tyler Big Boy O'Neill. Then Parker comes in, gives you uh, an inning of one hit ball. Quantrill comes in, gives you two innings of one hit and one walk ball, which is great to see uh, after his implosion the other day. Uh, Trevor Stefan comes in, though. He gives up two hits, a walk, and two earned runs and an inning pitched. Not what we wanted to see. And then Karinczak does get the ninth. um, I'm sorry, the eighth. Uh, Not a save situation, but he gives up a hit. Um, But that's that's fine. Uh, One strikeout, and uh, good to see him have another decent inning. Fifteen pitches, nine of them were strikes. So um, just didn't get it done on any side of the ball. Let's forget this game, and hopefully tonight against the Mariners, come out and probably have something a little more in the middle ground. We don't need 10 runs, right? And we don't need our bullpen to be perfect. Um, but a little more, you know, good starting pitching, good, uh, um, you know, reliever, uh, you know, bullpen work tonight, hopefully.
0: Yeah, and, and we talked about St. Louis is a team. They, I mean, they have some hitters. Hitters are going to hit at the end of the day. Um, and you just hate to see it happen to us. You wish it happens to another team. But yeah, I'm 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 not upset with splitting with St. Louis. I'm not. I wouldn't be yeah, upset said with that from anyone in the NL Central.
1: Yeah, we uh, we knew this coming in. Now I I'd be upset about the Pittsburgh Pirates. Don't don't forget.
0: No, true. Yeah,
1: yeah. We better kick their ass. Um, but yeah, split it. When you said that coming in, just a minimum. Do that. Not going to be upset, and I'm happy about the showing on Tuesday. But Paul, for once. Uh, you know, game two probably is a little misleading. Not really. Uh we sucked. Uh we kind of rolled over. But tell me who's hot. We got some hot boys on the I list. I know.
0: Uh unfortunately we're gonna go ahead and uh Harold Ramirez cooled down. Uh I would say that he's so like on your of uh, or on your stove top, right? It's one through ten. Right. We'll we'll say like seven, seven, eight, nine, ten. You're hot. He's at like six and a half. He he went down from like nine and three quarters to like six and a half. He was real hot. And then the Cardinal series 0 for 2, but with that sack fly, um, and he had that throwing error. So he, he 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 cooled down a little bit, but not 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 a lot for us to take him completely off.
1: Um, yeah, I mean three at bats. So it's kind of like yeah. it, it wasn't a great showing because of the error. Um, but, you know, can't keep them hot with only three at-bats. But exactly. like to see the, the sack fly.
0: But Ahmed Rosario. In that if or- there was any doubt. if the, In that Orioles series, two for 13, two runs, three RBIs, a home run, two strikeouts, no walks. Against the Cardinals, four for nine, four runs, one RBI, one strikeout, one walk. Mm, love to see it. We sp- spent 10... 10- yeah, mm, that is a spicy meatball. <laughs> yeah, we uh we
1: spent ten minutes last episode, you know, talking about Ahmed versus Jose and that, and Ahmed said, shut the fuck up. I'm gonna go four for nine and <laughs> we're gonna I'm gonna make this real easy. He's about an eight and a half or nine right now on that stove. Yeah. Like we could boil some water <laughs> in a
0: few minutes. Yep. Uh and then Jose the GOAT, our best player. Uh in that Oriol series, four for 12, two runs, no RBIs, four strikeouts, one walk. Ugh. In the Cardinal series, three for nine, two runs, four RBIs, one home run, a double, no strikeouts, no walks.
1: Mm, mm, yeah, mm, the one mm, caught mm, stealing, but mm, yeah. mm, it doesn't matter. Mm, spicy mm, meatball. Mm, mm. 0 for 4 on um, Wednesday, but no strikeouts in that game, right? And yep. no, no errors so, or anything. So we'll he just
0: popped off. I would say we said Ahmed's like at an eight or a nine. We'll say we'll say Jose's at like a seven and a half to eight and a half. Not quite up there yeah. with Ahmed right now, but man, he's right on his teals.
1: I wish he just had one hit there, right? But yeah. in game two, but that's baseball. But game one, he was doing it all for for he got all those stats in one
0: game. <laughs> so And then Um and then Eddie Rosario, mm, mm, mm. he's a hot four, boy. Four for eleven in that Orioles series with one run, one RBI, one strikeout, one walk. And the Cardinals, again four for nine, no runs, three RBIs, a double, two strikeouts, no walks, and a stolen base, which is hit. That's his seventh of the year. Mm. Real fast. Do it. Do
1: it all over the base path for me, Daddy. Please. Mm,
0: mm, 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 I love mm. it.
1: Love to see it. And there are a lot of uh again, that that middle of the lineup, you know, the meat getting it done. Let's yeah. go.
0: Um, but we're gonna go ahead and take Sam Henches off of the who's not list. He didn't pick Cuz we it don't all. fucking care about him. Yeah, he's he's crashed. I'm done we, talking about him. I don't yeah. wanna keep him on. Uh Karen check he only pitched an inning in this series with one hit, one strikeout. Um so we're gonna go ahead and take Aaron check off of it right now. Uh, he he is. I would say he's room temperature right now. Very room temperature. Yeah, we just haven't seen it. We haven't yeah. seen. And, we've and, seen and, and
1: in two series an in an inning couple, and inning in a third.
0: In a couple outings, right? He he could go real hot or real cold, and he can be on either list on uh, this on Tuesday's episode. So we'll see. And then again, Owen Miller. <laughs> In the Cardinal series, only one at-bat, but one strikeout. Or two. Two at-bats, yeah, a strikeout, and a walk. So 0 for 1, but again, the strikeouts, 50% strikeout rate. It, yeah. Both at-bats, they, they were better, and he was getting yeah. deep into counts, and he's seeing the ball, but still, it's... Come on, man. You got to yeah, start playing that no bueno. on ball. It's it's not good. Oh, Owen Miller, if you're listening, keep your head up, kid. Maybe it's just not. Yeah, your they time. said he's
1: been working with the hitting coach Tyvan Berkeleyo. I think it's his name, um, which is probably a bad thing because he blows, and he should not be our hitting coach. But um, I, the positive is watching this and hearing kind of the the. Uh, TV commentators talk about how much Owen Miller has been talking about it. And they felt like he was disconnected with his hips and bringing it all together. It was super disconnected. And then he was chasing and, you know, all that. I will say the the two at-bats, both of them, one did end in a strikeout. But I bet that was a 7-8-9 pitch at-bat. And the walk he took was the same. I mean, seeing the ball a lot better. Before, it was just like, you know, swinging You know, with like a golf club, a tiny little something like a putter trying to hit, right? That's how many holes there were in his swing. Um, Now, just much more... Uh, sure-footed and just the way he was seeing it and taking he was really taking them they weren't accidents and in all over the strike zone so I'm hoping we see some bigger things here from him and in the strikeout again is in line but that could have happened to anybody it could have happened to Jose it was one of those strikeouts you know even your best one even the best hitters in baseball are going to strike out sometimes and that's kind of where it's at it's not defending him it's just it really was night and day in the at-bats that I did see him take Um, there's something in there but
0: yep after we so, after we split the seat, sorry, Gun. Well, I was going to go ahead and say, uh, why don't you talk about the AL Central real quick? I know I started jumping the gun there. I'm a little frisky boy. We have we so, have a routine. We we have segways for a reason.
1: True. You give me that 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 cutoff throw right the relay here. I got to throw it home. So AL Central, Chicago White Sox, first place, thirty eight and twenty four, um, six and four in their last ten. Uh, the Indians. 32-27, and 27. we're obviously in second place. We're four and, a ha- four and a half, excuse me, games back of the White Sox. Five and five on our last 10. So, you know, it feels like we've been up and down here on the, you know, 500, five games above for a while now. And that kind of obviously plays into that. Lost the series finale here, but going into the Mariners after a day off. KC, 30-31. and 31. They've cooled back off a little bit. They're seven and a half games behind the White Sox. Uh, There's three game gap between us and them for uh, second place. They're five and five in their last 10 and uh, won their most recent game. But, you know, we're hopefully we can create a little more distance there, but not going to complain about three games, um, you know, split between second and third. So we'll keep our eyes on the uh, White Sox. In fourth place, Paul, there is no mistake this episode, the Detroit Tigers 26-36 Twenty-six and thirty-six in fourth place, twelve games behind, a seven and a half game gap between us and second, and them and fourth. Five and five in their last ten, though, right? It's just White Sox have been winning a decent amount, and uh, they their pitching has been decent lately. They're actually, you know, they're only ten games under, not great. But Paul, you're in Todd's house. You should probably let him know there are five teams in
0: this division. And if, again, make if he no didn't mistake. good done working like a 16 hour day and wasn't upstairs sleeping, I'd go wake him up so you could tell this to him to his face. But I don't yeah, want to go wake uh, him virtually. up virtually. He'd, he'd, he'd be real grumpy. Yeah,
1: he'd be real grumpy <laughs> and he might drive out to India and kick my ass. So he's a big <laughs> boy. Uh, so the Twins, 25 and 37, fifth place, last in the division. 13 games behind. They are eight... uh, The White Sox. Eight and a half games behind us for second place. Four and six in their last ten. They won their last game. Good for them. Paul, you know, I say it a million times. They're fucking done, dude. Like, this team, there is nothing left. Like, every episode... You know, and we've had off days even every series. Like, they're done. They're 12 games under five hundred. This team is done. They didn't win any games they were supposed to. I know that in your heart you want to be the optimist, but this team has been done. But, I mean, they just got done, I think, facing the Orioles twice in, like, two weeks, or they had some Tigers, or, you know, they had some soft teams, and they blew it, dude. They were in last place.
0: Yeah, it... Too many one-year every, contracts. Every, yeah, they they're gonna have to start selling here soon, and they they're gonna be able to get some players for. I mean, they got some names. They got some. Every part of me wants to say baseball. You, you can never count someone out in baseball, but the All Star game's coming up quick. And a, cu- a couple episodes ago, I told you once we hit like that All Star break, that's when you can start counting them out and that that it's coming up real quick and uh they haven't made any progress so you you might be right on this one
1: just a matter of time but go ahead and give me uh news is kind of light uh honestly but yeah uh, what Um, do you got for me king so so
0: some good news uh robo went ahead got that pin taken out of his out of his finger um which and he's starting throwing starting to throw again um which is obviously is good news, but it's double good news because Zach please is getting to that same point where he's going to start rehabbing here soon uh, and start throwing. So that tells me that they're probably going to rehab together. So not only is your catcher getting some time and your pitcher getting some time, they're getting time together. They're, they're, they're building some more chemistry. Um, it's the it's the same idea as your quarterback and wide receiver getting together in the offseason and, and building up that chemistry, that timing, and uh, a game plan, right? So your pitcher and your catcher are both coming off the I.L. and both in the same process of the journey as to uh, uh, come back, and you're going to see them rehab together. So only good things can come from that. Love to see it. Um, but then... We talked about Jake Bowers getting DFA'd, um, got picked up by Seattle, um, which was just uh, yesterday, right? Thursday. Yeah. yeah, Yesterday, Thursday, Um, which um, ironically enough, he's not going to have to travel anywhere anytime soon because Seattle's playing in Cleveland. So um, he's going to be in a familiar ballpark. He's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, at least I would think so, but uh, yeah, Jake Bowers gets DFA'd. Um, but Oscar Mercado extends his hitting streak down in Columbus, to six games. Um, and he had two with, with two more hits. <sighs> Time to bring him up. Send Owen Miller down. Bring him up.
1: Yeah. Or Zimmer if he has another bad series here. Yeah. You know, strike wall, And I don't want that. We talked about it at length, right? But it's one of those things I, I'd where... Rather,
0: I'd rather keep Bradley Zimmer up here and then send Owen Miller back down. I Yeah, I... it's
1: just you're doing an infielder. You know what I mean? So then we'll exactly. be outfield heavy. But, but here's so the thing. So that's why it's kind of...
0: Owen Miller, he's been DHing mostly for us.
1: True. It's not like he's really doing anything anyway. So exactly. try and sneak that, that hot bat. Into the uh, into the lineup. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah, he's 11 for 25 during this. With yep. five runs, four doubles, a triple, two home runs. 10 RBIs, three walks. That's a 440 average and a 500 OBP. Woo! Hot, hot, hot. That's yep. that's a 10 on the... Uh, uh, 9.5, 9.75 on the stove, baby. That is
0: hot. And I think Owen Miller,
1: right, he was cold when we brought him up, which didn't help. I'm not saying it would have changed everything, but we kind of – he was really hot, and then he had actually started to cool off, and then we brought him up. So hopefully if, you know, Mercado does force his way up here, and again, third and rookie of the year voting in 2019, guys, and then last year just forgot what sport he was playing. Um, He was supposed to be part of this team, and like one of the you know pieces we knew were going to stick out there every day. Great defense, um, you know, your number – one or two hitter now that we have Cesar he'd probably be you know like six or seven but you know gives you a 325 on base and you know up you know 275 we're not going to complain you know we hit 222 as a fucking team man so we we need this shit especially for uh true outfielders
0: but love to see it yeah so uh why don't you go ahead and Talk to me about this upcoming Seattle series. Oh,
1: yeah. You know, I love it. Let me break this shit down. All right. Friday. This is what the, you know, Indians Twitter account keeps, you know, dubbing as the opening day 2.0. I believe they're doing like firework night and dollar dog. And this homestand, I believe, is, uh, I think they lifted the mask mandate, but I think they're just pegging this, right? It's like it's summertime. We got all this. So, yeah.
0: I think this is the first game that they opened it up to 100% capacity. That's why they're saying it's Oh, yeah, that's right. It was 20. maskless.
1: Yeah. yeah. I forgot it didn't happen at the same time. It was maskless on like June 4th. I forgot. That's why. Yeah. And then just a, a brain fart there. Uh, 100% capacity as well. I think I just saw a tweet. I was looking. Uh, they expect over 20,000 per game. So let's fucking go. Everybody be it's loud. Be let's so get good some dubs. To see,
0: see baseball with the stands packed. And the, let's, as much as I loved last year hearing like, the game of baseball and oh my god i love it so much fuck every (laughs) every pop-up fuck but there's there's a beauty to like hearing the crowd and hearing hearing chants and give me the drums baby give me the drums john John adams Adams. don't at me john adams is the heart and soul of cleveland baseball he's absolutely he's your favorite person's favorite person
1: yeah, him and Hammy make up literally fifty percent of the team, even though they don't ever step onto the field. Yeah, they don't
0: wear a uniform. They're, oh God, there's just something about hearing those. And what's crazy is they even had they had John Adams record the drum, and they they were playing over the PA system. It's not the same, but it's, there's Still a whole article. Just it sounds about weird, John Adams. That fucking yeah. when is when you just, don't
1: hear oh. it. It's empty. It's so weird. When you know you're at Progressive Field, right, watching home games, and you don't hear it. it but it's like something missing, right? It's like um, a mom that knows all the stuff that goes on in the house, and it gets a little too quiet. It's like that ear where you're mm-hmm. like, something's wrong, and, and it's just someone, missing.
0: Someone oh. did something.
1: Yeah, someone did So Who the fuck is acting <laughs> up? Um, but anyway, Friday, I feel a little tea kettle, honestly, in my heart right now. Something just... Oh, might need to come out thinking about true being able to watch right summer baseball home stand. There's just something real. Um, how can you not be romantic about baseball, man? Yep. It's it's, it's a beautiful something. Sport. It's cheesy. It's cheesy, but damn, is it wonderful! So three games versus the Mariners Friday night opening day 2.0. Hopefully everyone's going to be loud, see some fireworks, dollar dogs, all that stuff. Seven ten start, and they're going to be rewarded. They're going to see Savali baby, little baby Kluber versus Justin Dunn. Uh, Justin Dunn is one and two on the year with a three one eight era so he's he's actually pretty good he's been doing it for him and i looked because of that record and uh he still got like 45 46 innings pitched he went on the 10 day il uh this might be his first start coming off of that going against Savali though who just wins right eight and two three four nine ERA. always gives us a chance to win um been ticking up a little bit lately right but he's just a professional you know pitcher for us so Let's see what he can do. Saturday, uh, Yusei Kikuchi, 3-3 uh, three and three on the year with a 4.05 ERA. And still on the MLB app, it's saying, you know, to be determined. But, you know, it's been said, this is going to be McKenzie. He's going to get called up for Saturday's four ten 10 start. Um, Kikuchi, I talked about a little bit in the original, you know, last month, right? That was one of our second, third episode, third episode yeah. against the Mariners there. Thought we would see him. Didn't end up... That's their quote-unquote ace. The dude can do it on any day. He can be an ace. He's not yet, um, but it's it's in there. Left-handed pitcher as well. So that one will be interesting, and we'll be you know crossing our fingers real hard and rooting for uh, for McKenzie to to keep this shit going and get get his place back because the number five spot and all that is just wide open, and he needs to be our four. So when it's four and five, we don't really know. Um, Sorry, it's three, four, and five, isn't it? Oh, God. I just realized that.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, our team
1: is somehow. Out. Yeah, yeah, I just realized that. Holy shit. Yeah, so we need McKenzie to come up and hopefully just stay up after this one. Um, but yeah, 410 start. Then Sunday is a 110 start. So, real traditional kind of here. Um, it's going to be Logan Gilbert, who's one and two on the year with a 498 ERA against our ace, jo- Justin Bieber, Shane Bieber. Shane, the Beebs. the Biebs, seven and three, two, nine, six,
0: ERA. Mm, mm, mm. And Gilbert, a young boy. Gilbert made his debut against us and we kind of ex- not exposed him, but we took advantage of him a little bit. Oh yeah. We said, welcome to the bigs
1: Four yep. innings pitch four earned runs. Why don't you suck on this? I think mm-hmm. that included, uh, it's weird how my, you know, in you catalog moments and baseball friend, you know, I think had a absolute monster shot to center field in that yep. game. And that was uh, uh, probably that, that was at we, a
0: time when he was kind of cold and we were wanting him to heat up. I'm glad you remember that too. I felt like kind of like a beautiful mind.
1: Like, why the fuck do I remember that? Well, we have a podcast and we talked about it on here, but it's funny how we could remember shit like that. But yeah, I, rem- I can picture it. And uh, so hopefully we jump all over that. If it, this might be new, might not be a recurring thing, but as I look at the three days, Friday and Sunday should win on paper. Baseball is wonderful. I'll say it, you know, we say it at nausea, but Friday and Sunday, those are the ones you're probably supposed to win with Saturday. Again, maybe not being as favorable as a matchup, but we could sweep the damn thing. Uh, but hopefully we can get right back off to the uh, to a good start on Friday in, in a game where, you know, you're going to give Savali the bump and opening day 2.0. So let's, let's go fucking do it. Mariners come in, just a quick profile, 31 and 33. They're 4 and 6 in their last 10, Paul. I mentioned it at the top of the episode, since we last saw them, they've come back down to reality even further of kind of where they were supposed to be. They got off to that hot start and then they started cooling off when we saw them in May. And not that it's been a dumpster or anything, but we gave them three of four. So we certainly didn't help in trying to, you know, push them, you know, bury them. Uh, but yeah, they're, they, they're coming back more to where they're supposed to be. Um, they did on Monday, send down their top prospect, um, Kelnick. Uh he, Torched us. He, he went like 0 for 4 in his, uh, debut, in his debut, and that was the same day Gilbert. Yeah, that same day Gilbert, you know, a couple big prospects for mm-hmm. them. He's their number one overall. He torched us in the latter half of that series, uh, as I'm sure we can all remember. Uh, but Paul, Major League caught up to him in his in 83 at bats. He hit 096 with 26 strikeouts and eight walks and two like? homers. I know that that joke. I didn't even write it down here. I was thinking, I was like, him and Owen Miller should hang out more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, uh, you know, one of the top prospects in all of baseball. I want to say he was top five, and he was mm-hmm. number one in their system. He might have been number three in all of baseball, and we saw what he could do with the hustle doubles. And I mean, I think it was the last game of that series in May that he torched us uh with like four hits or some shit and a double and a homer but yeah then he just absolutely fell off and I, yeah i think it was owen the miller. game that
0: mckenzie pitched that series and that was like the start of mckenzie's downfall
1: yeah man o ninety six. 96 <laughs> even owen miller hits fucking 150 or so well, but anyway give, give um, him
0: 86 at give him like 50 more at bats and we're probably gonna see him at o ninety six. 96 I have a, I have this
1: optimistic hunch where I'm excited to see him do more, and I hope he has a good series. I hope he gets some playing time. I, as we're recording this, I saw the lineup card, and I don't believe that he is going to be in tonight's starting lineup. But I just those at bats, right? It's like it, absolutely. I'm ready to be hurt again. I'm absolutely ready. (laughs) Like where I believe, but I, you know, I'm not saying it's going to flip a switch, but there's something fundamentally changed that it's like, okay, let's see if he can do something. Uh, something else to watch. Mitch Haniger is pretty much the only person that you really need to know right now. He is still raking. He's tied for fourth in the American League uh, in home runs with 16. So he's cooled off since the last time we saw him because I think he had 13 or 14 back then. Um, but obviously, he got off to such a hot start. He's still tied for six in all of baseball. He's slashing 258, 306, 487 with an 828 OPS. So really when I look at this, I mean, it's still in there. And watch them have an insane series. The talent is there. Uh, OBP not that great. And the OPS for all those home runs has clearly come down from kind of that OBP and batting average. But still got 16 homers and 40 RBI, so put some respect on his name. I was able, I started digging into some team stats. And I don't want to inundate everybody. But something kind of interesting as we think about profiling the team coming in, right, and where the quality of the Mariners is right now. They're tied uh, it, for fifth most strikeouts in all of baseball as a team with the Phillies with 598 Paul. And this fascinated me because all we do is complain about the strikeouts. Mm-hmm. Indians believe it or not have the third, sorry, uh, the fourth least strikeouts as a team in all of baseball with 496.
0: What the fuck? Fourth
1: best in baseball. I know. I looked at it like five times. I'm like, this has got to be wrong. Nope. And they're not that far off for being like the third best. What? Maybe we did, need to change our narrative.
0: <laughs> I, well uh, did they start off the season not striking out a lot because I feel like lately it's been a lot yeah, of strikeouts. Yeah, I didn't I haven't I didn't I'll, get that deep. I'll go I'd look agree with at you, month by month because I bet that once you break it down it's going to be at the beginning of the season when we weren't striking out a lot and now it's kind of ugly to us.
1: last like trailing, thir- like a rolling 30 days has not been great, but yeah. yeah, crazy. So, the Mariners are dead last in batting average at 209, Indians are third worst with 222. Pain. Um, the Mariners are dead last in OBP, kind of goes hand in hand, right? Um, Indians are second worst, so woohoo, 285 for the <laughs> we'll Mariners who's versus less shitty. Yeah, 285 uh, with the Mariners, OBP versus 292 for us. That's not good. Mariners have the second worst slugging in all of baseball at 366. We're actually number 17, 387. So, um, yeah. Second worst OPS in baseball at 652, the Mariners. Indians are number 25. uh, So that's where it really starts to fall off uh, for us, right, where average is awful, OBP is awful but then our slugging right we we, because of Jose and Cesar and Ahmed and all them you know uh, hitting doubles and and home runs and stuff Um, being number 17 middle of the pack but OPS it catches back up we're number 25 679 here's where the difference is we pitch right where the Mariners have given up the seventh most earned runs in all of baseball they are bottom third Paul in earned runs strikeouts batting average against and hits against which kind of go uh hand in hand right but bottom third really they're ranked like consistently number 20 or number 22 in all of baseball in again all those categories they're also bottom third i believe they're like eighth worst again in errors committed with 40 i didn't pull up where the tribe was in that but we were middle of the pack maybe even a little bit above we play pretty clean baseball overall again last 30 trailing you know, rolling thirty days not incredible for us, but there's the difference. Yeah, we suck ass, but at least we pitch well. So when the two things uh, do connect and we do hit, we're kind of like a light switch. It's all on, it all clicks, and we win and we score a lot. And our pitching's always pretty good. And that bullpen has really surprised us, where they can't hit a lick and they can't pitch worth a lick. And so yeah. that's that's the difference. They're in a yeah. tough division as well, so. Indians come in 32 and 27. We've said it five and five on our last 10. We're floating along keys to this one again on paper win Friday and Sunday, try and sweep it all, but you need to win this series. Um, You know, take advantage of the team, uh, you know, regressing. Uh, We have Savali. You get Bieber. That right there means you should get two. you know what I mean? Uh, or, Or win the games you're supposed to. Let's get those bats warm again, especially after a pathetic Orioles series, and then blowing them out the Cardinals on Tuesday and then Wednesday. Forgetting to bring our bats to the ballpark, you know. Let's let's get those going again, and uh, and see what we got. I'm pumped, man. Yeah, home opener 2.0. Let's fucking go.
0: 100% capacity. Summertime gonna baseball. Going to be, a, gonna be a, a loud crowd. Cleveland sports. There's nothing like Cleveland sports. Um, in the general, the ballpark's wonderful. Uh, yeah, super underrated. Loud. Cleveland is not the best city, but it's a lively city. Um, and But there's just something special, and I might be biased, something special about Cleveland sports. True, I'm with you. You got anything else
1: other than us getting sentimental about baseball?
0: Uh, I do have one thing for not Give it only to me our listeners, but you. Uh, got a okay. pretty big surprise coming for Tuesday's episode. So stay tuned for oh, that. Shit. I don't even know what it is on God <laughs>
1: on, a, on our pitching's life yep. on Tito. We in Tito, we trust on Tito's life. I don't even know what the hell you're talking mm-hmm. about. I'm both scared and a little horny Yeah, You'll find out on Tuesday whatever
0: this is. You'll find out on Tuesday. All right. I love it. Uh,
1: so guys, thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please uh, consider subscribing, following us, leave us a review. Let us know what you like, Um, Make sure we know that you like what you're hearing. You can email us at 216baseballpod at gmail.com. Let us know what you like. Give us some feedback, what you want to hear. Make sure we're giving you what you want to hear. Follow us as well on Twitter at 216baseballpod. And we're going to be back on Tuesday with Paul's surprise. Kind of terrifying and uh, exciting at the same time. I'm sure everybody else feels that way. And uh, we'll give you an update on the Mariner series as well. Go Tribe.
0: Roll Tribe, baby.